Hi there, this is Harry and welcome back to my podcast where I try to help you to get a better understanding of English so that you can communicate in a way that you feel comfortable with either in conversational English or business English with your friends on holidays, whatever that might be. And we help you with pronunciation, grammar and of course expressions, idiomatic expressions, phrasal verbs, whatever it takes, we're there to help you. Okay, so what are we going to look at in the podcast today? Well, we're going to talk in some ways about finance and indeed we're going to talk about personal finance. We're going to focus on personal finance vocabulary co-location. So quite a mouthful, personal finance vocabulary co-location. So what does that mean? Well, it means words connected with personal finance and money talks yeah that's what we have an expression we use in english money talks and of course people like to talk about money as well yeah okay so we're going to use some expressions that you might hear if you're talking or listening or reading about personal financial matters so as always i'm going to go through these one by one and then i'll give you some examples and at the end of this particular podcast i'll give you my contact details okay so let's start first one to keep afloat or stay afloat next the main source of income to supplement your income to get into debt to spend a fortune to run up an overdraft to cut down on luxuries to clear your debt to pay back the loan and to write off the debt. Okay, so all connected with personal finance. And as you'll have heard in those, quite a number use the word debt. And debt is spelled D-E-B-T. And the B is always silent. Yeah, So it's, it's pronounced as if it was spelled D-E-T. And debt is something you owe somebody else. And when we're talking about personal finance, you want to stay away from debt. You don't want to get into debt because it's a slippery slope, as they say, somewhere where you're going to end up uh, in difficulty. Okay, so personal finance, interesting, but you just have to be very, very careful. So let's go through them and let's explain these particular co-locations. So the first one, to keep afloat or to stay afloat. Well, when we talk about afloat, it means to float on water. Okay, so you know how difficult it is to stay afloat. If you jump into a pool, you'll sink unless you know how to float properly. A little bit easier in salty water because there's a natural buoyancy that keeps you afloat. So when we're talking about personal finance, to keep afloat means to keep your head above water, to keep yourself in money or in credit so that you don't owe anybody any money or if you do owe somebody some money you've got cash which is greater than the amount that you owe so to keep afloat means to keep yourself on the right side of your personal finances that you've got more money coming in than going out that you retain more cash in your business than money you might owe to individuals or banks or other financial institutions yeah okay so he was able to stay afloat because his parents lent him some money he was able to keep afloat because he had very good business head on his shoulders and was able to know when 
to do a deal and when not to do a deal. So he didn't get, as we say in English, out of his depth, not debt, out of his depth, D-E-P-T-H. You know, again, another reference to water. If you get out of your depth, you're in very deep water. And if you can't swim, you've got a problem. And in business or in personal finance, if you get out of your depth, then there's a good chance that you will not keep afloat. So to keep afloat is to keep yourself in financial positive territory. Uh, to stay afloat means the same thing, to make sure your business and you are successful. Okay, next, the main source of income. Well, income is the money that comes in. If you're working for somebody, it's your salary or your wages. If you work for yourself, it's the income you generate from whatever activities you have. If it's a business, it's the money you get from selling your products into the marketplace. So the main source of income is the main income that you receive. So you could get income from many different sources. So for example, if you're working for a company and they pay your salary because you're working there Monday to Friday, then that's likely to be your main source of income, even if you make a little bit more income yourself at the weekends on a Saturday or Sunday. But relative to the rest of the income you get, it's not so great. So therefore, your main source of income is that salary that you receive. And for a company, its main source of income is likely to be the income it gets from selling its products into the retail market or to other distributors. Okay, main source of income. To supplement your income, well, that, of course, can be something different. To supplement something means to add or to support or to increase. Okay, so if you want to supplement your income, then you might take on some extra work. So, you know, you might find yourself in the situation that you have to pay for a new baby that's coming along because extra costs. And to supplement your income, you take another job at the weekends. I did that when I was uh, newly married many, 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 many years ago. And um, I was working for a financial institution and the salary wasn't so good. And uh, I worked in a bar uh, at the weekends. I wasn't supposed to because of the, the way the bank operated. But I worked on a, a Friday night or Saturday uh, to get some extra income, some additional income to supplement the income that I got from the bank. So when you want to supplement your income, you do something else to give you some support, to give you some comfort so that you will, by doing that, keep afloat or keep your head above water. Okay, so the first mention of debt is in the next one, to get into debt. Well, during our lifetime, we all get into debt at some stage. It might be small, it might be medium, or it might be very big, okay? Hopefully, for most of you, it's small or medium and you can control it. We get into debt when we buy our first house or apartment. Why? Because we don't have the money to buy it outright uh, unless we're really, really lucky. So we go to the bank and we get credit or what we call in English a mortgage, yeah, and when you have a mortgage, you get into debt. Okay, it's controlled because there's a limit as to the amount that they will give you. But nonetheless, 
it is still debt and it still has to be repaid okay so now when we say to get into debt usually it means we get into it unknowingly or by accident okay so we might do something a little stupid we uh, buy more supplies than we actually need we can't sell the products that we make and therefore we have to borrow more money from the bank and as a result we get into debt and then we struggle okay we might get into debt because of a gambling addiction people start gambling and they use money that they don't have and you know that is another slippery slope that's something that's going to get you drag you down into a, a bigger problem so we can get into debt in many many different ways but if it's controlled then it's okay and for a company to develop you have to have some debt you need money to buy machinery you need money to rent premises you need money to develop your products so you have to get into debt but if you have a good business plan well then you can manage your way through that next to spend a fortune ah yes the joys and wishes of a lot of people who wish they had a fortune so they could actually spend it yeah and um, and to spend it wisely so a fortune is usually a mass of money you know so you might inherit a fortune from an old aunt or grandmother or parent yeah and when you inherit that money you might be a little bit unwise and you might spend it very quickly on fast cars yes this the old story for those of you who remember the great great footballer george best he made a lot of money as the best footballer uh, the world had seen at the time and when he was being interviewed they asked him what did he do with his money he said well most of my money i spent it on fast cars and fast women and the rest of it i wasted so uh, so to spend a fortune means to spend money uh, that you've inherited money you've earned money you've been given uh, fortuitously luckily or whatever way but to spend a fortune means to go through the money quite quickly uh, until there's none left to run up an overdraft well an overdraft is quite an old-fashioned uh, expression in banking nowadays an overdraft is usually money you borrow from the bank for a short period of time usually a few months or six months but generally in uh, accounting terms less than 12 months okay and an overdraft is a, a credit the bank gives you because you're expecting to get money in the short term so if you don't have money in your bank account at the moment and you want to go on a holiday or you want to buy a car the bank may allow you to to draw money or use money that you don't have because there's a good chance and an expectation that you'll receive money in a short period of time so you get or you're granted or you run up an overdraft and to run up something means you start using the bank's money a little bit now a little bit tomorrow a little bit next week and bit by bit you run up to when it becomes a bit of a difficulty yeah so to run up means it adds up to quite a lot so it starts off small you add another bit and then when you look at it after three or four weeks oh you've got a problem you have run up an overdraft okay so that has to be repaid to the bank so to run up means to build up uh, from small add 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 and then at the end of a period of time you've got something quite large and that can cause you some problems to cut down on luxuries well 
If we do have financial difficulties, if we do run into problems with our bank, if we have run up an overdraft, then something has to stop. And you know, the bank may ask us to sell the car. They may ask us to stop spending money on our credit card. They may withdraw the credit card or they may reduce the limit. Either way, what's going to happen is we will cut down on luxuries and to cut down on something means to reduce okay so if your luxuries were eating out two or three times a week you may cut down to once if your luxuries were going on three family holidays a year you may cut those down to one okay so to cut down is to reduce not to stop entirely that would be to cut out but to cut down on luxuries to reduce the spending so that you can make your finance is more manageable and these overdrafts and other debts that you have can eventually be controlled and repaid. So to cut down on luxuries. To clear your debt. Ah, yes, you can sit back and you can breathe easily when you get a letter from the bank thanking you for paying off the last of the, the, the loan and you're now clear. And as we would say in English, you are back in the black, meaning when you look at your statement, there are black and numbers not red letters and red numbers okay so to clear your debt is to pay back what you owe to other people yeah so you go into the bank you make a, a deposit or you transfer money online to clear the debt that you have and you can breathe easily because that contract came through the client came through and you got your money so you clear your debt and you can clear your debt you know to your parents if they helped you to set up your business because you want to make sure that they get back their money um, even though they may not want it back you want to be able to stand on your own two feet and say that you succeeded so you pay back all the money that people invested in you so that you can then go forward with your business or your enterprise to clear your debt and clearing your debt means to pay back the loan so Every loan that we get, whether it's the overdraft for less than 12 months, it's the medium-term loan to buy machinery for three years, or it's the mortgage for 10, 15, 20 years, at some stage, we have to give the money back to the bank, and that means to pay back the loan. So when you pay back a loan, you return together with whatever interest, of course, that they are going to charge you over that period of time. So pay back the loan. If you're really, really lucky, the bank might uh, agree to write off the debt or to write off some of the debt. So if you tell the bank that you're in some financial difficulties and that you cannot, under any circumstances, pay back uh, the money you've borrowed, they may, after a lot of arguments and discussion, agree to write off or to write off some of the debt. It means that they will cancel it and that they will say, OK, you no longer owe us uh, 10 thousand euro we'll settle for three or four thousand euro and then your debt is written off it doesn't happen very often and usually you have to be in very serious situation like bankrupt when you are bankrupt under the laws of bankruptcy depending on which country you live in the debt that you owe to people whether it's a bank or an individual will be written off when you are declared as a bankrupt yeah and so the all of the debt up to that date is written off because it's absolutely certain that you're not in a position to repay the debt so to write off the debt 
Or somebody might just be a very generous person and they tell you they don't want the money back. That usually is some small loan. You know, with my kids, when they used to borrow money when they were teenagers, I'll repay you, Dad, I'll repay you. Ah, yes, 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 yes. So what do you do? You write off that debt because you know in your heart and soul that you're never going to see that money again. So you write it off. Yeah. Okay, good. So there are some of the uh, co-locations. There are many, many more. We'll cover those again in a, another podcast. Some of the co-locations connected with personal finance so personal finance vocabulary co-locations i hope you've enjoyed them i hope you understand them if you don't or there's some issue or you want to ask me something by all means please contact me and i'd be very happy to help you and as always if you want to contact me you can do so on www.englishlessonviaskype.com and i look out for your email and i'll reply to you as soon as i get it and if there's somebody out there you think will benefit from this podcast and other podcasts well why don't you give them the details okay as always i really appreciate you listening to me and joining me and as i always say thanks a lot and join me again very very soon